Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Lifestyle Mastery and today I'm excited to have Mradul Khandelwal who has a track record of more than 10 years of ensuring customer success, building sustainable businesses and setting up business development and sales processes and driving effectiveness and simplicity in building winning teams. He has played a significant role in Logic Next uh, growth story and establishing the brand across the world. Uh, Mradul is an alumni of uh, HSE Paris where he's done his MBA. Welcome to the show, Mradul. Hey, thank you, Rohit. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here and uh, to do this podcast, podcast with you. Awesome. So, uh, so you know, how, how did you uh, get into, in, into Logic Next and what was your, your story behind that? That's actually an interesting one. I never planned to join a company when this happened. So yeah. I, uh, after my MBA, I started my career and I'll, I'll, I'll take a little couple of steps back because that's pretty crucial. Absolutely. So, I started my career with the financial industry, BFSI sector. I'm an, I'm, I was a commerce graduate, did my MBA, master's in, in marketing. And I started with BFSI and helped a company, got into more in the product side and the, helped one of the major BFSI companies to build a product which started scale quite quickly and started generating revenue of around 100 million in a couple of years' time. So that's, that's where I, I, got a, I got a taste of how a product can scale faster. Right. versus services and that's where I was uh, pretty involved but I was in BFSI so luck by chance I ended up in uh, through another connect somebody reached out to me wanted me to get involved with uh, help them setting up the company in India and uh, that was more of an SAP shop I got involved with them helped them and then and then my marketing my Marwadi jeans and I'm, I'm from Rajasthan I'm a Marwadi so my <laughs> those jeans started actually uh, <laughs> started pushing me towards, hey, I want to do something. I want to work in a, in a setup where I can actually build something from scratch rather than thinking, build working in a corporate. Right. And that's where I decided, hey, that's the way to go. I don't want to work in a corporate. Either I want to have my own business, I want to run my own and be an entrepreneur or help somebody to build a business, a sustainable business. And I found that that's my skill set as well. And that's where I helped a couple of companies before Loginets to build a revenue of around zero to 10 million in a couple of years time. Uh, and then, then that was the time when Dhruv and Manisha were actually moving back to India uh, to set a Loginext, uh in India and to start the business, start their, start their journey. And a, a common connect actually introduced us saying that, hey guys, why don't you connect see a Oh, MK or Mradul is actually starting, planning to start something of his own, but he probably can help you with the sales processes and setting up the whole sales business because uh, you both are coming from consultancy background and he can be a good help. Uh, that's where we got involved. Uh, we first, The first time I met uh, Dhruv and Manisha, we would plan to speak for around uh, actually 45 minutes and then that discussion ended in five and a half hours. <laughs> so where I, I really found that they the, the passion they have about the idea, the whole discussion and the understanding they had about the industry and the understanding they have of the problem statement. I knew that this is something which I want to get involved in. It's something which is, has the potential to go and the people know what they're doing and know how to, how, where they want to go. 
So that was the time when uh, they started engaging with them, and uh, we started uh, while we were setting up things, and then came on board in, uh, in some time in uh, early 2015 uh, to set up the sales time. That was the time we, as an organization, also closed our series uh, our seed funding round with uh, top angels in India, and that was the time we were like, okay, that's, now we have a product, a prototype, which is being established. We have got a couple of customers on board. And how do we scale from here? And that's where the question, and that's the that's the question I I had an answer for, and that's where I thought like, okay, there's something which I know, and I can do it. Let's get involved. Let's do it. And since then, the journey has been uh, journey has been actually amazing. Uh, it's, it's been a full of roller coaster ride uh, with lots of ups and obviously uh, many downs, but. We have been going 3x year on year, and uh, recently uh, we, we we recently actually closed a significant milestone in terms of revenue. At the same time, our uh, closed our Series B, which is a testament of our uh, our what the work which we are doing as an organization. Right, amazing. So, um, so for listeners, you know, what does what does you know, Logenext? What are the sort of products you are offering, and uh, and what are the sort of industries that you catering to? Perfect. So, uh, as as an organization, when we started, uh, the idea was only three things. We knew that there is a uh, we wanted to optimize anything which is moving, and that's that's the goal behind as an organization that we want to optimize anything which is moving. With that thought process, we started building our products. And today we are very proud to say we are the world's first transport automation platform. So when I say transport automation platform, a lot of people say, hey, uh, what's that? So you, you know, you have heard of a lot of TMSs, right? And these right. those have been there in the, in the world for like good 15, 20 years. There are Oracle, there are SAP Transport Manager, and there are hundreds of them, right? Small, big, medium-sized companies. And then there are, there are specialized companies which came in last five years, which are either focusing on a, on a single problem statement of logistics, right? It could be a last mile problem. It could be a first mile problem. Uh, it could be probably uh, just the middle mile part or just the visibility aspect. Mm-hmm. We knew that it cannot work. And, and we always knew that we are a B2B company. We are an enterprise platform. And that's how we want to grow. So we always knew that building the, having a single piece or an isolated uh, on a, building a product which works in silo is not our strategy. We need a platform. We don't need a product. And that's where we built the whole transport automation platform, which starts from the booking to and help our customers to meet last mile or end, end delivery. So we focus on enabling visibility across all the stakeholders from the time, let's say, if you're, let me give you an example, right? If you go on UPS today, right, in um, yeah. North America, and uh, if you go on their portal, the portal may run, be running on a Loginex engine from behind. When you order, when you order shipment, Loginex system actually does the whole booking platform. Then from there, this order goes to the Loginex platform, which defines that hey, who this, who this should go, which partner should actually deliver it. If you are doing it to a third-party one vendor or you're doing a freelance or an individual uh, uh, through an independent contractor, or if you're doing it through your own uh, your own fleet, right. who it should go, which hub it should be going to. And then when it reaches there, how it should be delivered to the end customer. What are the SLAs, right? Now, 
as as human everybody and this is something which is it's, this problem has been there for ages like traveling salesman problem you and yeah. i have heard about it and uh, mathematicians and the uh, people have been trying to solve it and there are there is no right or wrong answer there and and when you and i come out of when when i have to go out and i need to say hey i need to go to these four locations easy for me to know that hey i can probably better to start from this a and then complete b then b and c and come back because that's the most optimal route for me to do it but when you talk about when you scale it out to multiply this 1 to 1000 and then scale that five location to another 1000 so if it would become 50000 500000 5 million shipment it's right. just not possible human right so once you have once we have got those shipments that we got those orders how we actually enable the optimization how we bring efficiency in the business and most of the logistics business most of the cp business runs on a paper thin margin paper paper thin margin where they they are always trying to save a penny save a dollar wherever they can to increase their margins and to improve their bottom line and yeah. that's where like okay guys that's there is so much inefficiency which is uh, which is there in the system which is there in this whole uh, model which has been run for ages by cp companies by comp by for that matter by fmcg companies by cpg companies who are doing deliveries what for delivering to the last customer or for large pps so we bring optimization we have our own proprietary algorithms that have optimized those movements for them it could be first mile it could be last mile it could be middle mile or it could be all together from pick up then it could be multi model there in uh, think of it like you place some place an order from here uh and the ship the product has to come from china let's say okay right. and logistics platform would be able to place an order it will be able to give the visibility that a platform product has left from china in a ship it's reached to singapore let's say uh in a ship if the eta was this that's the eta you will receive on this date at this time between 7 to 9 pm then now it is in a it is in a flight to mumbai it has landed in mumbai from mumbai now it has gone to a bhivandi hub from uh, from mumbai it's gone to a, one of the which is given is one of the ebr housing space right in in india then from there it has come to a regional hub or a local hub and now it's on the way a delivery person named x is bringing it to your house right, right. so enabling not only that visibility end to end optimizing that so that's that's the second layer of the whole platform and then the last but not the least and the one of the most important layer in rrs is analytics right so how do we analyze this information how do we analyze this data in a way that it actually adds more value for customers that you can take long term decisions you can decide how do i plan how many resources should i have how this analytics could be enabled via while our algorithms have machine learning and auto a uh, lot of automation that we do under artificial intelligence how these analytics can actually consume that information and do more predictive and prescriptive analytics rather than just being a just being a state or or data in excel or data in in an in an uh, graph format right how can this be more predictive which can tell the customer that this is how you should be planning your and that's the kind of analytics we focus on providing more real time analytics and these are the three key uh, i could say three layers of the pillars of the platform on which the platform is built right and and is it is it uh, you know correct to say that you know uh, the, the last mile delivery uh, solution product that you've created uh, 
uh, gets the m- most number of revenue for you or you know can can just talk about what are the sort of products you have and no you can so that that's a correct statement so i would say mile so we we call it mile uh, mile actually is not just last mile it could be first mile middle mile or the last mile as well sure so and the mile is the key platform which is there and which has the more number of most number of transactions so we do, do approximately around uh, 10 million shipments a day on our platform right now and mile would be around 90% of that over Correct. And and what what is sort of customers and industries that you know you catering to, uh, which which are, uh, you know, which are the 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 most revenue to your pipeline. Interesting question. And actually, uh, this is this is one of my favorite because every time we have new salesperson joining, this is something <laughs> we tell them the first that these are the industries. Don't look right. Don't look left. These are the four industries we focus on. and this is what we need to do so we are pretty focused when it comes to industries we want to work on uh it's cep which is the core of a movement right courier express parcel companies then 3pl and the transportation uh then cpg and the uh, which is cpg and fmcg companies and the last is e-commerce these are the four industries we focus on and then out of which if i have to break it down for you cp would actually be around uh, cp and cp ppl would uh, or the cp and transportation would be around 50% for us and uh, e- e-commerce would be around 10 or uh, 15% and another 35% would be uh, cpg and fmcg companies and distribution companies right so you know i want to understand you know when you, when you look at um, enterprise sales you know what 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 is your funnel like and you know how do you how how, how does an uh, you know b2b enterprise sales guys uh, who wants to make make a career in enterprise sales looks at uh, you know uh, building his own funnel and uh, making sure that you know he's able to get the get the desired results and uh, and ultimately you know what is what are the sort of uh you know uh sales cycle uh when it comes to a b2b enterprise uh, saas company like yours good uh again <laughs> these are these are the these are interesting questions because uh, that's something which is uh, which is core of what we do right uh, and when it comes to the sales cycle when it comes to the core of when when we want to start and if somebody wants to build a career in uh, enterprise sales uh, i i believe the one of the most important factor right is to be focused okay, okay. and i'll i'll go into detail so there, there are obviously if you'll go on google you'll find hundreds of processes which you can follow and and there are a lot of repetitive information but one of the key thing which as an enterprise sales person needs to do is to focus and and it's impo- importantly the assess enterprise platform person because when you are in saas a uh, lot of companies and a lot of you you may have a lot of noise around you. when i say noise it could be a lot of smb deals coming in a lot of uh, lot of a uh, lot of startups businesses which are probably are trying to adopt your platform and if you are an enterprise sales platform you need person you need to ensure that hey what revenue we need to achieve what kind of uh, what uh, let's say uh, average acv which i'm looking at what kind of uh, uh, lc which i need to get from a customer to my customer success and and which industries i need to focus on so the start is to know who to sell okay and when you know who to sell so or rather who and what goes together so if i'm starting a career in logix and let me give you an example like that if right. somebody wants to start a career in logix the first thing they need to do what they are selling right. that's the first thing that's the very first thing 
they need to know what they're selling and they should know it and why they are selling it right uh if you don't know your product as an enterprise sales sales person uh you would never be able to convince con- convince your customer why it can create value for you you should be able to you know why it is great. so know what you're selling why you're selling and then who you are selling it to correct you should have a very focused approach who to sell to right and ensuring that at the initial stage because it's easy to build a pipeline but it's difficult to build a good pipeline okay okay and when i say a good pipeline means knowing this the pipeline uh, so I, there are two kind of sales guys you would see it's one who has a 50 leads in their pipeline with a with a 5% or a 10% kind of closer ratio or a five and another which is a 20 but with a 25% closer ratio right i i always believe it's better to have 20 with 25% closer ratio rather than having 50 because in enterprise sales that's what matters because every customer requires it's it's a complex sales process every customer is different uh, every customer have multiple stakeholders you got to map to so once you understand this process once you know who what why right then you need to know what are the hello yeah yeah go ahead okay sorry i just saw that my connection was stable so okay uh once once you understand that then the another important point is that identifying the requirement identifying the needs so if they might here so how do you qualify them on there could be different models right and the or the most old or the oldest model is being banned being there right which allows you to know hey what are the four uh, budget authority need timelines if they all this fit into your uh, your goal once we have that then once you have finalized that aspect understood that then identifying who you are selling it to in terms of stakeholders mm-hmm. and that's somewhere i believe lot of enterprise sales guys do make a mistake is they're not mapping an organization well and that's is a key so how do you ensure that you map the enterprise uh, map the organization well map the stakeholders of an organization well know who would be taking the decision who would be an influencer who would be a champion for you uh who probably would be a guide or who would be a uh, who could be a detractor who could be a promoter and so on and so forth so once you map the organization well as an enterprise sale then it becomes a smooth ride a ride in terms of being able to improve the value of the product and moving to the legal aspects and the agreement so if if somebody has somebody wants to make a career in enterprise sales right. you need to make sure that they they do initial five things which we talked about in very well they qual- because the battle is won 50% at the qualification only they're able to qualify map the stakeholders you have won 50% battle because then then their product also speaks a lot volume about and a good product always helps right, right. that that definitely has been a great thing for us <laughs> because our, our platform has been has been doing an amazing thing when creating amazing value for our customers and and that's definitely helped us and our sales team to be able to generate good value so once you understand why who and uh, what and understand the stakeholders then it's more on a right follow up so right right demos and also yeah that, that's right. how and what is the sort of size sales cycle you have in 
लॉजिक नेक्स्ट उटिंग which i believe is is difficult so Correct. going to a new country scaling in the new country building building revenue from the scratch and uh, from the scratch and building a sustainable revenue is definitely difficult and which we've done pretty well so for us our key markets are north america asia and middle east okay and uh, our teams are also accordingly spread across we have a decent sized team in north american market We have a team in uh, Singapore and Malaysia, then and spread across in different countries in SEA. We have a team in Dubai, so that's that's how our most of the sales and support team is, and most of our development team or the technology team, tech team sits out of our Mumbai office, which is uh, with where it centralizes, and, and that's led by Manisha, who's the CEO. Right, and and Radhav, do you think uh, uh, enterprise sales guy? You know, since you you based out of three uh, different uh, areas, I mean, come, I mean, uh, different areas across uh, different regions. Does the enterprise sales guy needs to be physically present, or do you think you know? Uh, suppose you have a, a main head office in in Mumbai, uh, then he can he that enterprise sales head can travel across these regions. so uh, i i have two answers to that okay uh, one is uh, before covid and another is after covid correct right. that's that has changed a lot in terms of what we are seeing so uh, if you'll ask me i think it can be managed uh if to a certain extent to a certain uh, value of deal can definitely be done from a remote office as well you don't not necessarily need to be in front of the customer today as this as as an organization we are maturing customers also have matured to a great extent their understanding of the market their understanding of their needs their understanding of their the products which are there available has matured and that reflects in the conversation you have with the customer and that allows you to actually have these do it offline as well for that matter uh, for first two years of our international sales we ran everything and we built our first First 2 million of ARR international or uh, business completely not being in uh, the locations offline on on just on the remote uh, being remote and just traveling and doing it and that's that's how we did we built it. Correct, correct, and and interesting. You you know you talked about about COVID. You know how how's the COVID experience uh, has it really affected logistics, especially in you know Southeast Asian market. uh it's actually been a positive impact for us uh, right. uh as an organization in last couple of months we onboarded uh a, a 
great number of a huge number of customers actually uh, more than 35 plus customers uh, of different size where some of the customers we are primarily helping to pivot but a uh, lot of our a lot of our existing customers also has seen a surge in their volume in the home delivery business so we are we are seeing our existing customers operating at a 2x or 3x volume which they had you were doing before and we are seeing a lot of new companies uh moving towards home delivery a lot of existing businesses pivoting to home delivery of essentials for that matter to be able to sustain as well and that's good for large nexus organization because yes we can enable them quickly and we are able to help those customers quickly move so a lot of these enterprise uh we we have seen a lot of these enterprise who's probably had a digital transformation plans which were uh, a two year plan turning into a two month plan now mm-hmm. and transforming those the businesses be those verticals of business which required trans- digital transformation faster to be able to sustain in the market to be able to survive and grow and that's that's been a positive impact and as in as in for south east asia market also most of the companies uh, we we have been and and to be very frank we actually work quite we realized this whole thing pretty early being in the market definitely helped us so we were seeing that the impact which was happening the changes which were happening in china and we got involved with our customers pretty early to said them hey how if this spread further what are how are you planning to manage it okay. right and we got involved in their business continuity plans we got involved in helping them pivot to different business model we got involved with identifying new revenue verticals for them or revenue initiative for them which our system could enable for them and helped multiple of our customers in different regions identify new revenue streams so few of our customers actually seen increase in revenue and not just the typical companies uh, whose home delivery business is increasing but the companies who didn't have a home delivery business we have seen increase in revenue by opening new revenue streams with them and launching the whole contactless delivery so we actually launched the whole contactless delivery piece in our mid jan itself uh, where we identify hey the customer would become more conscious about stepping out of their house as it spreads and that was we seeing the signs in obviously in southeast asia region a pretty early sign but uh, we were seeing some uh, mindset change and behavioral change in people that where people wanted their things to be delivered to their uh, not to to their doorstep or not to be picked or take it in their hands deliver home delivery further and stuff uh, going to the store and picking up the grocery so we said hey why can we make it a contactless deliveries and we worked and built on that where uh, you can have a door to door delivery you can have a door step delivery you can have etas which are uh, giving you the giving you a real time location of the driver so you can be prepared and go down and take it uh, sharing and and most importantly helping drivers because they are the users we have got thousands of you drivers using our application and we wanted to make sure their safety also is important and we are doing something about that so we work with companies to uh, launching we launched routes with which were covid uh, or were primarily right red alert routes right the right. routes which are of which are the area which are covid contaminated or uh, red zones we ensure that those are not been taken and the navigation and the routes are 
those those areas are avoided though it may re- uh, result in a little longer distance but the safety of the driver was something which is very important they introduced sanitization breaks right so how do we ensure that driver knows that hey now they need to take a break to be able to uh, they should take a break and uh, sanitize their hands sanitize so we focus on consumers uh, who is receiving it we focus on the driver and obviously the businesses we work with to help they can pivot and uh, uh, grow their business and open new revenue streams thus but overall for as a, as an organization we have actually we have had uh, we have had a good quarter because uh, the covid impact has been mainly positive for us right that's 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 interesting that you know the covid has has really helped uh, logic next and uh, I, you know i wanted to go back to uh, uh, you know uh, setting up uh, you know since you there in uh, in different markets uh, what advice would you give to uh, to founders or business development heads when they want to set up their own bd teams in new markets you know because logic next has been successful uh, in, in doing that uh, what advice would you give uh, when you want to enter a new market i think that one of the key thing is whenever you are entering a new market to identify a person from your existing team who has sold and proved himself in an existing market to go and set up that market first uh, starting a new market with a new person is never a good idea okay you can't have two variables working together so you need one thing which is you're sure about that hey, you know this person caliber you know this person is good uh, then that's that's the person you should be giving ownership so you should always find a person who has already done it for you uh maybe in an existing market where you are and then understanding the cultural uh cultural aspects is very important so i'll give you an example we have got we have got customers in japan we have got customers in indonesia uh taiwan <laughs> vietnam thailand malaysia every culture is different Right. every culture is different and these these are the countries they speak english is not their first language right? so how do you ensure that the communication gap is not there how do you ensure you understand the whole cultural aspects and are able to respect their culture while you're growing it while you're doing it so identifying those cultural uh, differences uh, knowing them and respecting their culture while you're selling it to them uh, but that that's another important aspect and then do not uh, and that's that's our personal opinion a lot of companies go all on all board they just want to set up the office first and then start it we always believe that do not start by setting things up and then selling into once you have the people there you should start start selling from the market you are in let there be a let there be a, a start visiting it start building pipeline from the market you are in to build pipeline you don't have to be in the market right so anything to so set up a market the first thing is to have a pipeline that that's the first line right and to build a pipeline you don't have to be in the market you can build a pipeline from the location you are in so the start first thing is to build a pipeline by being there where you are start by traveling and closing some deals every market works and as an independent market once you create once you close your get your first customer things are easy you are once you have a referenceable customer it's it's much easier to sell in any market so focus on getting your first customer identify the key deals which you want to key companies you want to focus on generate deals create those pipeline 
start traveling to the market to understand the market start spending time in the market maybe you do not have meetings but start spending some time in the market maybe spend 50% of the time in that market initially and you should have a strategy around 3 months 6 months and usually what our what worked for us is we could move our people in 6 months we could build our get got our first few customers two or three customers in first 6 months in every market where we entered and then move people there in the market so we day zero was to build pipeline start traveling close the uh, close customers within 90 to 150 days and then have a person then being there station there after 180 days and that's how that's how it went about and that's been pretty successful for us correct and you know what 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 do you think is in your view the secret of customer success because you would want to control churn uh, especially in a saas company and you know it's not easy for a b2b client to to switch companies but you you would want uh, not the churn not to happen so any any thoughts on how to uh, what are, what is the best secrets of customer success see the core business and core pieces of the and absolutely so one thing which i am absolutely in line on the whole customer success important as a saas business uh, or a saas platform we absolutely believe customer success being the most the whole uh, whole multiplication we talk about when it comes to saas is comes with no churn or less churn and we have done a great job there and rather uh, the team has done a great job there right and one one of the thing which is important is to be able to understand the core business driver of your customers so what is uh, why they are why they are buying your solution for so ensure that the, your customer success team understand that aspects and then build processes on that so we have been all though we are a though we are a, obviously a growing company we are not oracle we are not uh, ibm but when it comes to processes we are very proud of the fact what we how we have done we have built very strong processes around customer success around uh, other uh, aspects of business right and then cost cost when i say customer success onboarding is what it is uh, what was you where you win and this and probably be able to ensure that the customer stays for longer the first how do you onboard your customer it shouldn't be a complex onboard right Yeah. how smoothly are able to onboard your customer how how the how well the bd to cam or bd to customer success handover is nobody wants to spend 3 months in a sales cycle telling everything to the sales guy that what their problems are and everything and then a new guy comes on day on day 90 when they sign the contract say can you tell me about your problem statement right if if you're doing that you're you're making a mistake on the day one because customer is frustrating it's frustrating for any customer right and you need to be able to ensure that there is a smooth bd to cam or bd to customer success handover which you have within your organization build that process that's very important build it now don't wait for later right build that process where everything which you have sales in the learned in the sales process is known so when your customer success person goes in the team goes there he start doesn't start from zero right and that gives customer a confidence that hey i'm talk dealing with the right people they know my business they know my problem they are here for that uh secondly what we found we always being an enterprise platform for us the whole stickiness around the platform was very important 
how do we create that stickiness uh, and identifying what your customers and rather than being a reactive approach and lot of companies where i have where i have seen uh, what they what approach they have towards customer success towards uh, uh, towards their enterprise customer also is more reactive what i mean by reactive approaches most of the customer success team turn uh, convert into a customer support team right. and it's where customer ask a problem raise a problem and then they answer a problem that's not how customer success happen customer success is means you are a partner of customer success you are a partner to your your key role is to be able to proactively identify what your customer will need so having knowing your customer need reviewing your customer data identifying what are the what are the things your customer is using where your customers might require or your different stakeholders will require or customer stakeholder will require and identifying those and providing that information in details helping customer identify those is the role of customer success and then then let that customer use those use the platform so i think start onboarding plays a uh, an important role because that's where you identify these things and then you start going in a more proactive manner uh, towards your customer doing uh, one thing which we do we do we do uh, nps every 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 almost every month right actually we are we are very very sensitive about customer nps we go into detail of every customer nps we always believe that hey if a customer says 8 why it's 8 why why it's out of 10 why it's not 9 why it's not 10 so we want to make sure that every customer is giving them so do those customer nps ensure that you proactively actually reach out to your customers to know what they are liking what they are not liking their silence if there there is another point which so there's a lot of time if there's no noise we do not focus on that customer and the customer who makes a lot of noise becomes the core focus customer for companies right. focus on everybody uh, for do those nps do those nps periodically understand why where your customer is how they are doing it so that uh, that's another piece i then have a strategic thinking right uh, when it comes to hiring the customer success team right or having the right people ensure that they have the good product knowledge good domain knowledge the customer success person should be able to have a uh, good strategic thinking they should have good relationship skills uh, a customer success person should also be able to have good project orientation or project skills also because there is a requirements coming from the customer to be able to identify how those can be implemented to customer right and the task orientation i believe these are the six things which are uh really important for a customer success manager to have and high, having these skills set really makes it make somebody a superstar success customer success manager to be able to ensure their customers are happy and uh, and, and you as an organization see a very low churn right and, and when you talk about you know doing this nps service do you, do you uh, you know does the enterprise sales guys do it themselves or do you you know have your own customer success teams uh, reaching out to uh, yeah uh, the customers every every month or every quarter for nps service we actually have a we have a separate team who just does nps we have we have a couple of people who responsibility is primarily and the more of analysts we have got a uh, business analyst primarily focusing on nps as i said see for us we are uh, 
we are very very finicky when it comes to can customer nps churn we are so we have dedicated people ensuring that they are reaching out to customers talking to the customers month on month basis and taking a feedback we don't want uh, we don't ask our customer success team to do it uh, because we want to make sure the customer is comfortable in giving a bad feedback also because it's not always getting the good feedback and the uh, if the relationship is good you should know what the bad feedback is as well because that's with help you improve so we have a separate team who does that for us correct um i'm rather quickly want to do the top 3 uh, what's your favorite business book uh so uh, i think one of the one of the book which i really like uh, and i have been uh, i probably have read it a couple of times is been uh, this one here it's a good to great by jim collins right and that's that book i have i really believe i i i at least found it one of the best management related business books right i've ever read uh and it's it has good fascinating case studies uh which allows you to understand the concept better and uh, help you about how the great companies are shaking up entire industry and how they have done so it's 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 a good book and which i would recommend if i have to correct and you know if you could go back in time when you started working for logic next what is the one thing you would have focused on or done anything differently i uh, to be honest to be honest i won't say that i would have done anything differently just in right. retrospect which i when i see i probably will feel hey this could have been done differently this could have been done and there could be long list which i can create but i believe the journey what what we could achieve was lot was because of those mistakes which we made because those were the learning which helped us reach here so if i have to I, i wouldn't want to change anything because what we did has got us here so I'm, i i wouldn't say that i would change that correct do you have any favorite online tools example gmail slack zoom i actually uh, for me hubspot is <laughs> something which i really like it's one of the best crms available in the right. market and that that's the my that's my favorite uh, online correct we will put that in the show notes uh, so uh, what is the best way people can reach out to you and, and get to know more about logic next hey uh, i am i'm on the obviously on the social media so i'm i'm on linkedin i'm pretty active so if people drop me a message in linkedin usually i'm pretty responsive they'll get a response quickly and then yes uh, they can always if there is something related to logic next and they want to connect they can always drop me a note on my email id on official id but linkedin is a good way i'm i'm pretty open i'm can well connected so they can always drop me connor will put down the show notes uh thank you so much for coming on to the show and speaking to us i really enjoyed speaking to you hey thanks a lot uh, rohit it's pleasure speaking to you i hope uh, it helps the viewers and uh, and and the viewer audience hey thanks a lot absolutely Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery podcast where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.